In today's show, we're looking at third-year players. This is a big year. Big breakouts often happen, and we're going to cover a bunch of them that are going to be fantasy-relevant, I think. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. All right. Now for the next couple of weeks... Four weeks, 40 days, we're going to be churning podcasts out, videos out. You might get 15 a week. Like Honestly, the amount of stuff that's coming in the next few weeks, I had a little break for two, three days, went away, and now it's ready to roll. Now it's business time. Now it's time to just pump information out and talk about it. That's what we're doing. Earlier today, you saw a second-year show. We did a Roto Mock Draft with Dan Besbris, and then team previews are starting on the weekend. And that's where entries into the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl will be announced. We are gunning for 720 spots for the head-to-head version, 360, which might expand to 500 for the points league. Big prizes, big contest. It's all happening. You've got to tune into the team previews to get your spots. There's not going to be many spots. If that sounds like a lot, it's not that many. You've got to get your entries in. All right. We're talking um, breakouts, third-year players. It's a big time. It's when a lot of players take big steps forward and really start to to blow up. It happens quite often. You get the first year to second year leap. Second to third and third to fourth is where you get the superstar type of uh, production change. This was, this is the 2021 draft. It was a really strong draft. A lot of very good players with all NBA upside. And they've got a chance to really start to turn it on this upcoming season. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) We are doing this based on Yahoo rankings. That's the order that I'm going in to go through these. And we are going to start, of course, with the big fella in Detroit. My name is Richie Cunningham. Cade Cunningham. Last season, you're well aware, I was very big on Cade taking a step forward. Did let's let's get this out. Was I wrong? Sure, yes, absolutely. I was wrong because I was saying Cade's probably a second, third round player, and it didn't work out. He played eleven games though, like it it might have, but it didn't. So I was wrong. Pretty big on him again this season. I think Cade's going to be a fantastic player. I think he's going to be a fantastic fantasy guy. Points, threes, rebounds, assists, steals. I think he can get some decent blocks, great free throws, and I am confident in his field goal percentage. I think there is legitimate top 10 upside here in Cade Cunningham for this season. Maybe, maybe, but in the future, way more confident. I, I think it's going to come. Despite those struggles 
last season, Cade did average 37.3 fantasy points. He was 45th in points leagues per game. He was 60th in head-to-head rankings. He played 33 minutes. So we know there's not a huge upside for minutes there, but stars, absolute studs, play 35. Booker, 35. Doncic, 35. Shea, 35. Trey, 35. Steph, 34, 35. 35, 36 when he was younger. He can get to 35, 36. So there's room there a little bit. Yahoo's ADP has him at 44 and rank at 32. I love that. I love that a lot. That's really good value. If you're getting him in round four, bang, big steal. We would talk about hitting upside on players. Yeah, in round one and round two, it's really hard to find upside. But if you've got a guy that legitimately has first round upside, Cade, if Cade gets 25, six and seven and a half with 2.8 threes and 1.3 steals and 0.6 blocks on 46 and 87, that's a first round player. That's not not super hard to get to. And you get that in round four, well, bang. That is, that's your... I don't think he's Cade from last season, but that's what Cade was. He went at pick 50, and he was third or fourth or however we want to phrase it. That's how you win. Is Cade that guy? I don't know, but I know I'm going to be going after him. ESPN, well, that's, a, that's a joke, right? His ADP is at 74. It's a joke. You know, he's no way going outside the top 50. Oh, sorry. There's no way he should go outside the top 50. He is... There's someone say, there's no way Josh is getting outside the top 50 in SPN. Well, he currently is. On average, he is going outside the top 50. And it's not because of his ranks, because he's 37th in their head-to-head ranks and 66th in their points. Huge value. My Durant ranking, you want to know what Durant is? It is my ranking, which tries to account for the fact that Z scores, Z scores, are maybe not appropriate to compare across categories because comparisons using Z scores requires normally distributed data and fantasy stats aren't. So it does a conversion, a transformation on that data to make them normalized. And then we do Z scores to push it across. Making rankings, I think, better or hopefully more accurate. We're going to be doing a lot of testing for it this season. But my Durant ranking system says that Cade might be between 10 and 30, right? I think, and I think pushing towards 10. I think in the top 20 is more reasonable for Cade. I'm very, very big on him. Am I going to get burnt two years in a row? Sure, because I didn't learn my lesson last season or because I think maybe that lesson wasn't that it was just completely wrong to think of him as a second-round guy and he shot 28% from three in 11 games. I'm very big on what Cade hopefully is going to provide for us this season. Let's go to Cleveland. Let's go to the Koala, Evan Mobley. Last season, he was 47th in points leagues. He averaged 36 fantasy points per game. In head-to-head, he was 57th. He played 34 and a half minutes. That, for a power forward center, that's tough to get more than. But what is the big step for Mobley this season if they see that, ooh, things didn't work really that well with Allen and Mobley together in the front court? What if we reduce a little bit of Jarrett Allen's minutes and play him maybe 30? Get Mobley at 18 to 20 a night at center, which ups his field goals, ups his rebounds, ups his block numbers. What if we funnel a couple of extra shots into him, maybe a marginal boost in usage? Then we're really talking. The problem with him is, is his horrendous three-point shooting, bad free-throw shooting. All that stuff can be fixed, I think. I'm pretty big on Mobley long-term. Again, top 20 dynasty sort of guy, I think. But there are a few holes to be filled in his overall game. I think with the addition of George Niang, and Niang at the four, Mobley at the five pairing is really strong. 
or has potential to be strong because Niang's shooting. And I think we'll see, hopefully, JB, because staff leans into it a little bit. I Look, he's going, he's ranked at 41 on Yahoo with an ADP of 44, which does take a bit of the upside out of it, which I don't love. ESPN's got his ADP at 52, and he's 48 in both head-to-head and points over there. Again, takes a little bit of the upside out. Durant's got him between 40 and 60. I'm not, the reason I'm giving you those ranges for Durant, by the way, is that at the moment, the Durant ranking system and the exact numbers are exclusive on Basketball Monster. That's why I'm not saying he is 55th in Durant, right? Because I'm giving that at the moment to Basketball Monster members as we work through it and go through it. But I'm giving you a rough range of where he sort of fits, which is yeah in line with where he was last season. He's not a big changer. But there is upside for him. It's going to be free throw shooting, some more blocks, some more rebounds, higher field goals. He's already an absolutely elite defender. I'm really big on what uh, Eucalyptus Ev can give us. Hopefully he turns it around. I am a little scared of that 44 ADP that maybe he doesn't bring enough value back there. But if we're always going to preach upside, taking him towards the end of round four, with, I think, for this season, a top 30-ish upside, best case, it's not It's not bad. When you're looking upside, you generally want to look at third and fourth-year guys. They're the guys that can turn it and hit into bigger payouts for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics. Again, why can't I not say this word? I'm, I'm psyching myself out and saying, you Americans won't know what I say. Antibiotics, that's it. Five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is you fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, you jump on a quick call with one of the board-certified physicians. You get ongoing care from physicians, any treatment-related questions. You've got doctor. Well, this is doctor-created as doctor-recommended because we know there are things that happen. A pandemic, a natural disaster, a bushfire, a scrub fire, a brush fire. I don't know how you guys call it. A cover-all basis, an earthquake, a hurricane, a tornado that might cut you off from supplies and you might need antibiotics, which in these cases can save your life. But if you've got a Jace case, they're there. You just get, talk to the doctor and say, well, I've got them here. What should I take? How do I fix this problem? Because I can't actually get out to get to the hospital here. That is what Jace case is there for. It is life-saving emergency antibiotics to be used in the case of a disaster. And you can do it and save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus, an additional 20 bucks off using the code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. And the promo code is, of course, locked on. Let's go to the worst team in the NBA, the Toronto Raptors, and the worst player in the NBA, Scotty Barnes, who disappointed some people last season. If you listen to this show, you'd know that he's shit, so you wouldn't have bothered with him. Before you furiously type your comments, there's an element of truth in what I'm saying, but it's not. I don't think he's shit. I just think people got very far out ahead of their skis, over their skis with with Barnes and who he is as a player. I think if they're going to run him solely as the, the pure point guard on this team, it's not going to go particularly well. I don't think he's a full-time point guard, but I don't know that. But I also do know he can put up some numbers. His problem is shooting, and I don't think that's ever going to fix, to be honest. He averaged 34 fantasy points a game. That was 62nd. He was 82nd in head-to-heads. He played 35. Now, I 35 minutes a game, I don't know that there's any upside on that. With Nick Nurse gone, Darko Ryakovich replacing him, does Darko want to go the full 
we're playing game seven of the conference finals every night type of rotation? Or does he want to play things with a little bit more common sense? Which might mean Barnes is at 33. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet is gone, but that doesn't mean that Barnes just takes all of that because Schroeder will be in the mix and he will take a few more shots. So what are we hoping for Barnes? Well, Yahoo's got him ADP 56, rank 51. Okay, fine. ESPN's got an ADP of 70, a rank of 57 and 59 in points leagues, whereas Durant's got him in the 70 to 90 range. So once again, I'm a little skeptical of Barnes producing that level of value, which is early fifth round sort of stuff. I've got him more as a sixth or seventh round play. But again, Durant's not including upside projection into this. So when we're talking about guys, and if you're debating, Barnes is young. Barnes does have an unknown role. Might be bad, might be good. You might see minutes drop. You might see him rise. You might see a whole bunch of stuff change. But the upside's there. Right, he's not going to fall outside the top 100, I wouldn't have thought. Although maybe. I don't know if the shooting ever improves, but he's got upside clearly at his young age. He can really step it up. So while the Durant's got him between 70 to 90 because of some of his deficiencies and the way that the scores get ranked, yeah, the upside's still there. And the role is, whatever it is, whether he's a starting point guard or shooting guard or small forward or whatever you want to phrase him as, he's going to start. We know that. He's going to play 30 plus. It's just about what step forward he can take as we move as we move into uh, this season. Let's do some dancing. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Now, there are many people who want to do the old 17-step routine on Alpren Shangun, and I'm, I am a big fan of Alpren Shangun. Again, I, I had him in the mock draft for 2021 at pick five, ahead of Scotty Barnes. I really believe in this guy. But it actually doesn't matter whether I do or not. It matters whether Raphael Stone or Ima Yudoka do. That's what matters. Do they believe in him? Because he played only 29 minutes last season in one of the dumbest coaching moves of all time to start Bruno Fernando ahead of him and just generally limit him as a player. Is he a good defender? Not really. Is he a bad defender? Maybe. I don't think he's bad. Does it matter on a team that's just filled with horrendous defenders everywhere and you're going nowhere and he was clearly their best player? Well, it shouldn't have, but it did. And that hurt him. He still finished 60th in points leagues and 61st in category leagues. Yahoo's got his ADP at 62 with a rank of 60. Totally fine. He can be a top 20 player without any hesitation. My concern here is that he plays 29 minutes a game again with Emma Yudoka there, and they say, we well, want to play Tari Eason and Jabari Smith at the four and the five. I'm not really worried about Jock Landau. Jock Landau. I'm not really worried about Jock Landau coming in. And replacing Shingu. I'm not worried about that that much. Landau will play as the backup center, but there'll also be nights where I think Landau doesn't always play. And Jeff Green plays at center, and Jabari Smith plays at center, or even Tari Eason plays that center role. So while we look at year three and go, well, Shingu was their best player last season, but Silas is gone, hallelujah, eh, it might not happen. They might just go, well, we want Eason and Smith playing, or we want Tate and Smith playing, or whatever they want. And Shengun gets a little handicapped. His ADP of 83 over on ESPN is very intriguing, but he's ranked higher. 58 in categories. Oh, sorry, 58. Yeah, 58 in categories, 65 in points. I think that ADP comes down. Durant's got him 65 to 85. Again, clear upside to top 30. Play him 33 minutes and only smashes through it. I just don't think he's going to do it. I'd love to be proven wrong. And it is a great upside pick. But you know, compared to like Scott Barnes, I think Barnes's floor is a little bit more secure, whereas Shengun might play 27 a night. Like, who knows what they do? I don't. I think that organization 
doesn't realize what they have. That's what I think. Let's go to OKC. Let's talk about Josh Giddy. Giddy was actually a top 50 player in points leagues last season, averaged 36 fantasy points. He was 79th in head-to-head leagues. And one thing you can see there is there is scope for Giddy to play more. He played 31 minutes a night. Now, whether he does or not, I, I don't know. They do have Vasily Micic, who can come and play some backup minutes behind him. They did draft, um, you know, trade it up to get this guy in Kaysan Wallace. And yeah, there are some risk factors. Obviously, you could get more usage funneling towards the Bronco Jalen Williams. All that could happen. But I think Giddy is relatively safe. He's got an ADP of 62 and a rank of 62 on Yahoo. ADP of 67 on ESPN, 62 uh, for categories and 52 for points. Reasonable. I think he can go top 50 again in points. Durant doesn't love him as much. Got him in the 80 to 100 range, so bear that in mind. But again, when we're doing category drafts, finding assists is tough. The problem with him is the very big lack of steals. The bad free throw shooting is a problem. And if he gets to the line more, which I'm sort of banking on, and then he shoots poorly, that hurts more. That becomes a problem. And those minutes, they're not necessarily going to push to 34-35. They could. I, I do tend to think that Giddy is on the precipice of becoming a star. But I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fully certain. Like, with Kate, I go, yeah, I think it's going to happen. I'm really confident. With Giddy, I think he's there. And, and I think he's probably got a chance to be a better player than Scotty Barnes, honestly. And I think he... Is he already? I think he might already be. I, I don't know. But... There are other factors there with the Thunder with how they play him and some of his discrepancies or deficiencies in his shooting numbers, which which can lead to a little bit of a problem. So I like Giddy still, obviously. I have a level, a, a small level of skepticism about maybe just does he push far enough or does he get to the line more, further bringing down some of that overall value. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fangel. Get ready. The NFL season is here, and if your team is not 1-0, then sucks to be you, because mine is. You can have a look at all the incredible offers over on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and you get $200 in bonus bets. Maybe throw some of those bonus bets on the Dolphins for the Super Bowl. Sounds like a good idea. Do I know anything? No, but I know that we won. So that's cool. All customers who bet $5 get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Don't get confused. That's not new customers. That's all customers. Anyone who bets five bucks, you get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads, player props, tour MVPs, whatever it is. It is all there. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer that you won't want to miss. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's go back to Houston and talk about Filipino legend Jalen Green. Greeny is obviously a big dichotomy between his points and category value. He was 70th in points leagues, averaged 32.6. Outside the top 100 for for head-to-head, he played 34 a night. So it's hard to see big steps forward for Jalen in terms of playing time. He's already at 34. The reason his value in head-to-head is not that high is really bad field goals, but also really bad rebounds. He doesn't get enough assists, and he's not a steals guy or blocks guy. He will score. 
He'll hit some threes, but hasn't. it's not like he's scoring 29 a night. But he's also year three, highly talented guy. Can we get the efficiency switch clicked? Clicked? Flipped. Flipped. I said clicked because I clicked my fingers. You want to flip it. Can he become efficient? Can he be better at taking shots? Can he do better with a point guard who's a real player with Fred Van Vliet next to him? Maybe. Yahoo's got his ADP at 78, rank of 74. Like in a points league, very easy value there. I love that value. I think he goes ahead of that. In the category league, it's debatable. But if you watch the Roto mock draft me and Dan did earlier, if you're in a spot where, like me, you took Walker Kessler earlier, you go, I need points. Who's going to score 20 plus for me? It's not that many guys towards the end. So his value goes from, well, maybe he's 120th for the season. But holy shit, if I don't get points here, I'm cooked. And that's where his value will push up the draft board. ESPN's got his ADP at 98. That's a really interesting points league value. He's uh, 87th on their uh, category rank and 89 on their points rank. Durant doesn't love him, though. Got him 100, between 120 and 140. That's very, very much down on everyone else. Now, again, if he slide into that distance, you take him every time because of the upside. But he does have a lot of uh, deficiencies in his overall game, and that causes a problem. So he's probably not someone that I'm always going to be targeting, but it's as we always talk about, just look at what you're needing. Can you get those points anywhere else? If you need to go 40 spots high, it doesn't actually matter that much because it's either get them or, 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 or you're dead in that category, which is fine. You might be dead, but that can really skew a lot of things in terms of players and their overall production value. Let's go to Orlando. Franz Wagner, who now gets a second sound drop. He's a really good player. He was clearly their best player last season. He may or may not be this season. I don't know. My worry for him a little bit with fantasy is, does he ever have the balls? The balls, maybe not the the right word. The selfishness that is sometimes required to be a high usage guy. Because that, that's really going to f- be what the difference is here. He can do everything already, but can he get, like, can he say, well, just give me the ball and don't let Cole Anthony or Michael Fultz or Paulo Bunkera get it all the time? He was 90th in points leagues, 30 points a game. He was 108th in head-to-head leagues. He played 33 minutes. That's probably about right. He's 69th ADP for Yahoo, 75th rank. I like where he is on ESPN at 96 on their ADP. Their ranked is 70 and 87 for categories and points, respectively. But Durant really does love him. He's got him between 50 and 70. In terms of all the players from this second-year group, he's one of the best. In terms of encore production, he's I'd say Evan Mobley's been the best encore producer, but I'd say Franz has probably been the second best. He's probably done more than Cade. I think he's done more than Barnes. I think he's actually been that good. He's definitely done more than Jalen Green. Has he done more than Shingun? Probably, considering Shingun didn't do much as a rookie. He's got to start turning it into some big ballsy production numbers. I think there is a chance of it. I want to see, this is this is a really key year because if he sort of stagnates, you go, well, maybe this is just who he is. But could he turn into Jason Tatum? Same position, same sort of all-round ability to produce. But Tatum went to a, became a guy who said, give me the ball, I'm taking all the shots. And France can do that. I'd love, I'd love, I want to see him do it. I don't know whether, he, I hope he can do it. Let's go to LA because we're talking Austin Reeves. 
Reeves is in his third year, barely played as a rookie, barely played as a second-year guy until the second half. Ended up with 29 minutes a game, but I think he's going to play way more than that. 22.5 fantasy points, 167th. He's not as good of a points league guy as a category league guy. He was 136th in head-to-head leagues last season. Yahoo ADP is 84, rank 89. ESPN ADP 129 is silly. Uh, a category rank of 110 is silly also. In points league, he's not in their top 150. Ridiculously silly. Durant's got him 90 to 110. So that's right about that Yahoo range. He's going to be playing heavy minutes. He's their third best player. He, The problem with Reeves is that he gets no defensive stats. He'll get some assists. His value will definitely increase in games that Davis and LeBron are out, but he doesn't get any defensive stats. Part of the way he was able to be successful is getting to the line a ton, but also shooting like 60 plus percent from two-point range. And I'm a little worried that those two things may not stick. But I do love him at the back end of a draft. I'm not sure... I'm not sure that based on you know, what he did second half of the season, I'm not sure there's much of a step up from that. But when you take his full season numbers, yeah, I think he's going to take some big steps forward. Let's, um, let's go to one where it is important we talk about him because... There is no just Ken. Trey Murphy is injured. He theoretically might be back mid-November, no chance. Probably mid-December, I would guess, and then lower minutes and easing in and back-to-backs. I would say at least the 2023 portion of his season is relatively ruined, but he might be great for 2024. Roto Mock I did early with Danny. I took him late. Sits in the IR. Cool. Done. He is not as good in the points league. 131st last season, 25 minutes a game. He was 94th in head-to-head. Don't let Yahoo's numbers fool you where it will show that he was 22nd in head-to-head leagues. Obviously ridiculous. That doesn't tell you jack shit because A, you would never think he was a second-round player on your team. B, you would never have considered drafting him anywhere near that. So what's the point of a ranking number that has no basis in reality? He was 94th. He played 31 minutes a game. He played like 37 minutes a game for the last three weeks of the season. But we have to remember, Zion out basically all season. Ingram out for two months in the middle of the season. So all those numbers do get bumped up. His ADP is 104. His rank is 105. Now, originally, he was ranked at like 300. So they've had a recent update and bumped him in, which they'd probably want to redo that now that he's injured because he's probably not 105. ESPN's got his ADP of 138 with a rank of 97 and 133 in categories. I do still like taking him with your last pick, second last pick, anywhere in that bench zone. But he's got no chance of achieving the numbers we thought he would before the injury because, as I said, he's going to miss all this time and then you've got to factor in the next three weeks or so of subpart production and then finding the role. We'll see what happens. Like Ingram might get hurt or Zion might be out by the time he returns. So I do like taking him late, but I'm a little worried. So Durant's got him at 110 to 130. The reason I have bumped him down because I think his overall minutes are going to drop because of the ramp-up procedure once he returns and and then the the loss of time with the back-to-backs. So Ken Murphy is a... A really interesting player who I wish they would just really expand him into a 35-minute role every night. I just don't think it's going to come, especially when they have to give minutes to Herb Jones and see what happens with Dyson Daniels and there's CJ McCollum there. He is probably going to have top 50 upside in a few years' time, I would guess, but I don't think it's going to happen here. And that brings me to his teammate, Herbalife Jones. The common refrain will be, well, Trey's out, Herb gets a big bump, right? And like, eh. I bumped him a little bit, but 
he was not draftable in 12-team leagues for me. And this maybe makes him marginally draftable. He was 151st in points leagues last season under 24 points a game. And that was with Ingram and Zion combining for half a season or a full season combined. So he had the opportunity with somebody out last season and didn't take it. Now, granted, Murphy's out to start the season. So if Ingram or Zion goes down again, he'll have all three of them out. And that might help him. But he's just not a usage player. He is in year three. Maybe his shooting becomes more reliable and he gets that usage up. He becomes more of a facilitator. There are a few flashes for Herb, but I'm just not that interested. He was 133rd in head-to-head leagues. He played 30 minutes a night, again, with no Zion, with no Ingram. So even though uh, Trey is out, there's no reason or no guarantee that Herb's playing 33 a night. He might, but there's no guarantee of it. Yahoo's got his ADP at 139 with a rank at 119. I've got no problem getting him at 139. I just don't know that there is significant um, upside in him. ESPN's got him around 140, ranked at 149, totally fine. And Durant's got him 110 to 130. But also, remember, when we're talking round 12, round 11, we want to hit a little bit of upside. I don't really know that Herb's got that. Let's go to New York. This briefcase and this haircut. Yeah, Grimey was 191st in points leagues. Quentin Grimes, 20 and a half fantasy points, 181st in head-to-heads. He played 30. He was injured to begin the season. Took about three games and he started. And then that took Fournier and Rose out of the rotation immediately. I think he's going to start really without any hesitation. I don't think they're going to start Josh Hart over him. I think Grimes is going to start. I really believe that Grimes can be a top 100 player in the right circumstance. The problem is, this isn't it. I think that he has got the ability... We talk about the ability of like Franz Wagner to ramp up, take your usage higher. We've talked in the past about Patrick Williams. I'm going to talk about him in fourth-year players tomorrow, I think it is. And the ability, can you actually ramp up? Grimes can. Like If Grimes was in a situation where they said, well, RJ, you're really not it. Randall, are you still around or not? Is it Brunson and Grimes or anything? I'd feel pretty okay about that, to be honest. Not that Grimes can be a number two player, but he can actually ramp his stuff up. He can handle the ball. He can defend. He can shoot. He can score. He can do a lot of things that the current situation doesn't really allow. And unfortunately, despite it being a third year, real breakup time. He's, he's solidified for me as a starter, but I don't think he's going to get those opportunities because not only do they have Josh Hart and Emmanuel quickly coming off the bench, they brought in Dante DiVincenzo as well. And they're going to just rotate all of those guys through, and it's going to limit what Grimey can do. 145 ADP on Yahoo, totally okay. Look, there is a chance that he's just that good and that improved in year three and comes in with a healthy training camp that he does blow those guys away. And Barrett does get reduced and Hart's playing at power forward exclusively behind Randall or whatever. So I don't mind it with a late pick, but it's not the ideal scenario for him. Durant's got him between 130 and 150 because again, just some concerns. Yeah, he was 181st last season. I think he improves on that. Does he play more than 30? Marginally, but not necessarily huge amounts. Got a couple more to talk about, three more players. And one of them is in Atlanta, Jalen Johnson. I don't think Jalen Johnson is going to start to begin the season. I do think he should, but I don't think he will. Quinn Snyder will likely go with the depressed penis, Sadiq Bay. Snyder dies, does like the smaller power forward who can shoot, and that's not Johnson. But Johnson's pretty bloody dynamic, I think. Good defender, rebounder, a little bit of a flash as a shooter. The numbers last year aren't exciting, no way. 15 fantasy points, 282nd. 290 in head-to-head, 15 minutes a night. He's ranked 199 on Yahoo. He's not even ranked on ESPN. I I like him as a last pick. Durant's got him pretty high, 110 to 130. I think he's coming off the bench, but he could play 21, 22. And again, is there a chance 
when you take him in round 13, is there a chance that he is a starter in three weeks? Absolutely possible. Huge upside for this guy, I think. Probably doesn't realize it, but huge upside. And he's, he's worth at least paying attention to. Jalen Suggs was the fourth pick in the draft, and it hasn't really gone that well. I believe he's an elite defender, but the offense is dreadful. He can't shoot. He also has not been able to stay healthy. He was 176th in points leagues, playing under 24 minutes a night. 192nd in category leagues. Is he even going to start? Gary Harris, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, and uh, Anthony Black are, are all there and in the mix. Mr. Black. Not to mention Marco Fultz. So does Suggs have a path to start? Yeah, but it's clouded. Does he have a path to 30 minutes? Yeah, but probably not. Now, if they cleared it out and Gaz got traded or Cole Anthony was gone, then I'd say, all right, cool. Suggs, he might get his 29. He might average 1.8 steals and 0.8 blocks and get four and a half assists with six rebounds and get 15 points. That's okay. Again, worth having a look at. But he's probably, I don't even know if I'd draft him in 12s necessarily. Durant's got him between 135 and 155. ADP on Yahoo's 147. The path to upside theoretically is there, but there's too many things to knock down for him to get there. So I don't love that. I still think there's a solid player in it, but that offense has been bad. And speaking of bad, Corey Kispert's the last guy I'm going to talk about here. He has a shot to start in Washington next to Poole, Jones, Kuzma, and Gafford. I wouldn't. It doesn't really make any sense to me, but they might. He is a very good shooter, but I don't know what else he does. Last season, he played 28 minutes a night. He was 239th in points leagues, averaging 17 points. He was a very solid Richie Benno, 222nd. Two for two, two, two. In head-to-head leagues. In 28 minutes a night. He wasn't floating around playing 19. He played 28. He might play 31 this season as a starter. But when he did damage was the last three weeks of the season when Beal was out and Porzingis was out and Kuzma was out and everyone was out. And they're not. They're gone, but Kuzma's there. Poole is there. Jones is there. And Avdi's got to get minutes somewhere. ESPN doesn't have him ranked. Yahoo's got him at 288. That's totally fair enough. He's got an ADP of 145. Durant's got him in the 210 to 230 range. Because even though he might be a starter, even though we can look at upside as your last pick, I just don't think there's anything resembling a good category league fantasy player in Kispert. He hits threes. I don't know what else he does. Nothing is, is, the, is the answer at this point. I don't think he does anything else. And that is nothing more than a three-point streamer. Maybe he becomes an 18-point scorer on the wing next to Poole and Kuzma. I honestly just don't believe in it. But I'm always going to give that edge to third-year, fourth-year players in terms of taking an upside flyer on them. I think you can find better ones that all make Corey Kispert. There are some other players that we could have talked about, but we didn't. Um, Bones Highland. John Kaminga, I don't think Kaminga's playing anywhere near a large enough role to matter. Ayo Desumu, I think he's going to get a lot of DMPs, to be honest. Uh, Moses Moody. When you look at Modi, Moody, Modi, Moody, 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 Moody. Um, League-winning legend Cam Thomas. I don't think they're going to be able to do enough. Davion Mitchell, The Package, Jaden Springer. The Package! Um, retirement legend Chris Duarte. Charles Bassey. There's a few of these guys around, but I don't think they got much of a shot of being 12-team league players 
or even 14, to be honest. And that'll do it for me today. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Please thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. Doggies, doggies, bark, bark, bark.